नमस्ते वी आर इन टू शरबिंदोज लाइफ थ्रू हिज पोएम्स बिकॉज दे गिव अस दोस्ट इन साइट इन टू वॉट इज शरबिंदोज इनर एंड इनमोस्ट लाइफ अफकोर्स दे विल ऑलवेज बी समथिंग विच रिमेन्स अनोएबल फॉर इंस्टेंस फ्रॉम नाइनटीन हंड्रेड नाइन Shubindo started maintaining a diary record of yoga which he continued till 1927 it's very interesting and in that diary around 1912 he started making regular notings but there is a lot which he would not have noted in the diary which is still there so there is always something about the divine which no human mind can fathom and to remember that gives humility and the thirst for progress In 1913, Shurbindo was given a program. The program was given earlier, but noted in 1913. Program came in 1910, but later on in 1913, Shurbindo writes a program which has been given by the world master for the yoga. It's a new yoga, a new path, a path of divine perfection, a territory which none has trod. And that program, known as Yoga Chatusht, is basically. the seven fold perfection of being and in each area of perfection there are four dimensions so four aspects that makes it perfect perfection so uh, they are not on seven planes but they are seven fold perfection you can use that word so when shurbindo starts practicing very evidently when he saw the program as he said that before the mothers coming i could help myself but i couldn't help others because that is such a um, If you just read the program, it it looks like a near impossibility for any human being to arrive even at one of the perfections and even one aspect. For instance, just the shanti, samata chatushti. First aspect is shanti. So that means out of twenty-eight, one element is shanti. People do a entire yoga only for shanti, peace. and even that is very difficult to get even in monasteries people retire into himalayas and still we know that how elusive that peace can be and in shubhendu's yoga the program that is given the first chatushti samata chatushti where shanti is the one one of the elements then another is samata just to practice samata is re- regarded as the acme of yoga yoga samatva uchchate if you practice samata you are a yogi so and shurbindo brings in that not only the passive samta but a dynamic samta this is something again new which uh, i mean it's it is hinted but not made explicit because people ask this question if we are to treat all contacts of the world receive them with an equal mind equal heart equal without giving that kind of response which ordinary surface life gives then how are we to respond at all of course one word answer is respond according to the divine will but to reach that point so there is the dynamic samata then just the samata chatusht shanti is not complete until there is sukham and hasyam so we can imagine that just one element of perfection at all the levels not just at one level requires such a detailed um, practice and shurbindo obviously he was the pioneer he is the forerunner he is the pathfinder so he had to undertake that work but along with shurbindo as we know people had started coming people had joined and he would hardly speak about what he is doing to anyone this yog chatusht etc been found later on all the records of yoga he was not telling anybody what he is doing people would just see him sitting in trance with open eyes 
and uh, very reticent once in a while few words exchanged and all this we must remember in the middle of a town which was called as a ghost town and it was called as a ghost town you see we we have heard about shiva starting his thing in shamshan so actually pondicherry at that time 1910 1911 1912 was regarded as a shamshan bhumi and the reason is that till 6 o'clock i mean people would be little bit moving around but after 6 there was no question of anyone moving around in pondicherry because of the hooligans the gundas they had a field play so it was known as a ghost town after 6 o'clock to move into the territory was Uh, dangerous, but of course, Shurvindo and those who came with him were <laughs> regarded as revolutionaries. So people must have, I presume, kept an arm's length. After all, <laughs> revolutionaries are revolutionaries. But nevertheless, that was the uh, reputation of the town. So literally, on a Shamshan Bhumi, Shurvindo comes and started re starts reconstructing Bedpuri. But while he has all the ideas and the experiences that he has gathered, how he has to transmit it to everyone. and that's when we see in 1914 the mother arrives there is a interesting letter of shirbindo written in 1912 to motilal roy and at the same time the mother just a few months gap i think shirbindo's letter is if i'm not mistaken probably in august 1912 and the mother's program is in may 1912 where the mother writes about the work to be done her mission you see like we all make mission and vision statement so they have also made mission and vision statement so shirbindo mentions it in a letter to motilal roy and the mother in a conversation talk in paris and they are absolutely same just the words are here and there naturally little different but basically same and it's very clear right then that it is going to be a collective yoga where ultimately sons of children of god to create a new earth new heaven all this is there new race of the sons of god this is what is very clear right from there but how to make where are those people who are ready even to uh, aspire for this yoga forget about or aspire for any yoga because human life is too busy with its natural normal round what it calls as a normal round of eat drink and be merry most people not even be merry it is just eat and drink and if people can eat and drink they feel uh, you know great about it it's very sad state of affairs then to aspire for yoga and then to aspire for the you know collective yoga where it's nothing you are not aspiring for any personal um, you know whether it be liberation or anything else you are doing this work for the collective manifestation of the divine upon earth that requires a big starting point and during that time the people who were there as nalnida recount they were all having a lasses affair attitude shurbindo uh, he is engaged in some yoga meditation sadhana that's all they knew they used to go out play football have machis rice get it from the market cook it themselves and you know enjoy life as it would be uh, they would take care of shurbindo that was their work and then suddenly they started noticing just before the mother arrives just like we shifted the basement to here today that suddenly there is a kind of movement and you know suddenly one bulb was fitted and people are wondering what is happening Oh, some great European yogis are coming, and even Amrita recounts it that one day he was told, "You can't now freely move in and out. Why? Because only inmates can come. Though there is no ashram. What do you mean? I am not an inmate? No, no, no. 
only those who are regularly staying there and with Shurabindo till late, they can come. So Amrita recounts that, you know, how he felt inside, that suddenly he felt he's an outsider. <laughs> but that's the human way of looking at it. So then the day comes and the mother comes and she comes and everything begins to change. Mother has written in her uh, diary that the moment she saw Shurabindo, she recognized in him the Krishna of her dreams and visions whom she saw since young age. And uh, she has actually had the vision of... Uh, and he, she thought it's an apparition because she had not known about dhoti and uh, Indian style of dhoti. And she instinctively bowed down at his feet, which uh, was unknown to her. And she wondered that, uh, who is he? Then she recognized him as the Krishna of her dreams. And she waited for the moment when she could come to India. And the moment she saw Shirobindo, she knew he is the one uh, who is the Krishna of her dreams. And the Lord is upon earth. And that's how she makes a diary noting that he whom we saw yesterday, this referring to her own experience, is here upon earth. And his presence is enough to prove that a day will come when all will be, my words, beauty and bliss and light. And uh, she says it matters not if thousands of beings are plunged in the densest ignorance. That prayer is so inspiring because whenever we lose heart, we should remember we should never lose heart in any way, in any case. Because, you know, when divine is on earth, when we say, Kankan mein bhagwan hai, I don't know why we lose heart. Because truly, if God is in every element of creation, what is there to lose heart? But yet, if at all we have to say something, we should know that, look at the mother's experience of that time, Shamshan Bhumi Pondicherry, when all over the world there is dense darkness. First world war, storms are... Clouds are already beginning to gather. At that point of time, what does she say? It doesn't matter if thousands of beings are there. What power in those words? The mother would often say, you know, what a power he embodied within himself. And that power with which he could say that whoever leaves his body in Pondicherry, he would straight away come to my place. He doesn't go to the abode of death. And the mother asks him, regardless of his internal state, because this was the case of Mridu, who was a lady with a very volatile temperament, anger prone, uh, would get into suicidal mood swings. And Shubhindu said, yes, uh, it doesn't matter what state or condition was one is in. And the mother recounts this incident and says, what a tremendous power that he manifested upon earth. And yet this power was held back like Shiva in his trance. Nobody knew what he is carrying. But then when mother comes... What happens? So people often ask, has Shurabindo written anywhere anything? Shurabindo has his sense of humor and a way of communicating. <laughs> he will not write like this. <laughs> oh, when mother came, this is what I saw. He would express somewhere or the other. For instance, in Savitri he describes. For instance, in some of his letters he passingly describes. But one of the best descriptions that I have found is in one of his poems called Shiva. There are two poems by the name Shiva and why it is relevant is because there is a picture of Shurabindo you must have seen where his dhoti is a little below the knee. And you know one can see that there is an ugra tapasya that has gone on. And the mother says when in the West people would ask her for a picture, she would say send them this picture because they relate divinity with Christ who has sacrificed. They can't understand the divinity of Krishna. Because someone wanted to send that picture where he is royally sitting on the sofa. Said, they can't understand it. They understand the divinity of Christ where he is sacrificed. And this is the time when Shurabindu looks like he is coming out of his ascetic mood. 
in that intense ascetic mood where nothing really mattered except the one goal so there are two poems shiva and we'll read these two now here one poem is titled the inconscient creator now why this is uh, again relevant is you would have seen a painting of the mother where the mother is you know the form which is there inside is like shurabindu and the mother says the divine emerging from the inconscient there is the title she has given so shurabindu who is shurabindu he is the one who has plunged himself he is a he is the supreme that part of the supreme which plunged itself into the inconscient to follow the entire trail of evolution that's why he is the leader the pioneer at each and every stage of earth's evolutionary history he is there but he is the original one who went inside and he is following the whole trail that's why shubindu could write in essays on the gita that the divine is not just conducting affairs from above he enters into the flow and flux of creation and then he emerges because somebody has to be there right in the darkest darkness otherwise there would be no hope and a time comes when he takes the earth ready it is ready now to meet the Uh, descent of the grace of the divine principle above so this is there are two poems first is the inconscient creator a face on the cold dire mountain peaks grand and still its lines white and austere mar match with the unmeasured snowy streaks cutting heaven implacable and sheer if you have to make a mythological story out of it will be like you know even indra and all the gods what's happening on earth and indeed they came but by the time they came shri krishna was always with shurabindu and the mother they saw the mother did pranam and just saw the leela above it a mountain of matted hair eon coiled on the deathless and lone head eon coiled what was that matted hair the story of the entire evolutionary history of earth is written there because he is a witness to that in its solitude huge of lifeless air round above illimitably spread a moon ray on the forehead blue and pale stretched afar its finger of chill light illumining emptiness stern and male mask of peace indifferent in might capable of everything but indifferent in might even if there was a as somebody remarked that the state of shubindu was such that even if a nuclear bomb exploded it is like he would remain just the same and often when people would ask him and he would say something then he would say if you don't ask me even if i see whatever is happening he was not inclined to intervene that is shubindu mighty majestic and then the next stanza in this poem is but out from some infinite born now came over giant snows and the still face a quiver and color of crimson flame there is a change in the color and the hue fire point in immensities of space light spear tips reveal the mighty shape tore the secret veil of the heart's hold in the diamond heart the fires undrape something happens and the heart where all the fire is held back because of which he appears cold and austere now that fire begins to show up 
Living core, a brazier of gold. This was the closed, mute and burning source, whence were formed the worlds and they start dance. Life sprang, a self-wrapped, inconscient force. Love, a blazing seed, from that flame trance. So that love sprang first in the form of Arya, which is what is the first gift of love of Shirobindu to the world. It is his letter to man. People say, oh, books are very difficult. They are not books. The creator decided to write to his creation. Look here. This is what I have planned for you. This is the original plan. This is the secret and I am giving it to you. Are you ready and willing to come with me? And the second one is even more explicit. What is that meeting which takes place between the two? On the white summit of eternity, a single soul of bare infinities... All the infinities, the infinities of creation, the infinities of existence, infinities of bliss, all of them he is gathering within himself, all the godheads. He bore all godheads in his grandiose limbs and is sitting. We have this description in Savitri. His mystic loneliness of nude ecstasy. And one place he says, till God hunted him out of his loneliness. <laughs> loneliness of mute ecstasy, nude ecstasy. But, touched by an immense delight to be, he looks across unending depths and seas, musing amid the inconscient silences, the mighty mother's dumb felicity. Of course, this is referring to material nature. But it's the mother who became this mother earth. She carries it all the way. So, the mother journey which takes place, that's my way of looking at it because later on she says she had identified with the earth nature and all her prayers were in identification with the earth nature. And that's why the coming together of Mother and Shurabindu is what has been uh, recognized in mystic lore as the uh, Shivalingam where there is the union of Shiva with material nature. That's what the Shivalingam represents. So her coming with all the things of material nature. Look how the journey comes. She is born of an Egyptian um, Turkish, French, all that she has gathered together already by her birth. What is left left is on the way she picks up other elements, goes to Japan, comes to Pondicherry. Now all these seeds she has gathered. The two places where she didn't go, which is interesting, her remarks which came later on, were America and Australia. <laughs> That is also significant. What is missed out by the divine? And then she brings all this and offers to Shirobindo. Like she offered the mantra of life, which she had found with Max Theo. She comes and offers it. That Lord, I have brought this. Now it is yours. Half now awake, she rises to his glance. So then he sees and they know. Affinity was woven in a single gaze that there is a work we have come to do. Then move to circling by her heartbeat's will. The rhythmic worlds describe that passion dance. A new creation begins a matrix of new time. So while it's okay that, you know, uh, 29th February 1956 is a momentous event, but a, an event which is of even greater momentous significance because of which 29th February takes place is... Uh, 29th March 1914 when the two met it was decided the fate of the world because they have uh, Ishwara and Ishwari they have been separated Ishwari has become this material nature and Ishwara has become the soul in man and since then they are trying to align each other 
You see, this is the old game. And this is the problem of every human being. The soul aspires for something because it, it is the Ishwara. So it always contains the seed inside it. The conception is there. Because it's the Ishwara is the idea behind the entire creation. That doesn't, it momentarily the soul forgets. But again, it carries it in this vague form. This world should be perfect. Life should be perfect. My people should be perfect. If nothing else, the person who lives with me should be perfect. This is inbuilt. We are programmed for evolution. But material nature, she has to work it out through a process which baffles the human intelligence. You see, that's why when mother started making the new creation until now, people didn't realize what is happening. How she is working, weaving the entire thing. Even people who are here, yogis, they were baffled. The task given to somebody who is a doctor is look after the timber go down. And he says that, you know, sir, uh, I feel distraught. And, you know, some people are saying that what is the work you are doing? Wouldn't you have been better off at the dispensary? And Sri says, no, because of you, the timber go down is saved. <laughs> Another person says, I am a Jain. I can't uh, kill, uh, you know, bugs in the court. And Shubindu's reply, whatever work mother gives you is meant for your progress. Take it like that. And if you really look at the way mother has organized the ashram is unimaginable. Nobody could... That's why people who are prone to just read, you know, something like Sapta Chatushta. They just believe that I'll sit and just, you know, invoke something and that's how things will be worked out. But the mother knew that what are the many, many baby steps, infant steps... And how did she organize life here? For instance, when she went to dining room. I remember one incident. Many of many incidents are there. There is a person who is washing the vessels. And she teaches them, no, this is not the way to wash. So she would show that from the center, how you take two and a half times, you have to, from the center, rub it like this. And then you have to keep it. You know, in medical colleges we are taught this is a way to clean a wound. From the center you clean it to the... And this is the principle of yoga. Set the center right. Don't start setting periphery right. Set the center right and let it come out. The rest will spread. It irradiates. But without that power you, you just can't clean. So she was at once teaching everything at different levels. On the other hand, what was her way of teaching? Bareness and asceticism is not the way of the yoga. Is there was another person in dining room. I won't uh, <laughs> name him. <laughs> so he used to sleep on a, what is that called? On an ordinary mat and uh, for his pillow he would use a brick. Thinking that this is what is yoga. Always in white. And one day he was the recipient of the greatest prasad that one could ever receive from the mother. A slap. Apparently for a fault he had not committed. <laughs> so they asked the mother, what is this? And Nalnida said, when mother does something, she knows what she is doing. It's not according to human understanding, human questionings. She knows what is, she sees the state of consciousness. Amalkiran also received this prashad. And that's in a very strange way. In you know one of her mother's travels, I mean in and around Pondicherry, he was sitting against the, he was leaning against the, uh, what is it called, dicky of the car. With one leg on the dicky and you know, the one which was uh, of course not functional so much. And 
looking like you know like stylish stylish people and suddenly the mother gave him a she gave a mahakali's cry you can't afford to be unconscious on a battlefield he was, he didn't know where is the battle where is the field <laughs> that's all you can't be unconscious on a battle so she knew every small little detail of life she entered so that is the expression here the task is given to her that's why in the first stages of evolution the soul blindly obeys nature first stage of human development wherever nature takes what is called nowadays is go by the flow don't know which flow higher flow or lower flow usually it is lower flow so they go by the flow but it's all lower nature which is carrying you and then after taking by the flow she shows what dangers lie in this thing suddenly my god is this going by the flow is too tricky so he becomes a witness and student of nature from ani she becomes sakshi nature is preparing him and then after sakshi there is a self mastery the nature says okay i'll give you all my secrets that is the threefold so the same thing which is there between soul and nature this is the game and once we know that in their perfect union and perfect alignment lies the secret of perfection ultimately what is divine perfection you cannot align perfectly unless nature and soul both have risen to their ultimate possibility otherwise soul will rise nature will not so we have here that when she wakes up what happens the rhythmic worlds describe that passion dance laya life springs in her and mind is born her face she lifts to him who is herself until the spirit leaps into the spirit's embrace and this same bhava he has described very beautifully in another poem called the world game ishwara to ishwari a very beautiful poem so this is the when we understand this is the game then life becomes beautiful the nature and the soul are playing with each other playing initially game of hide and seek but when we understand now she is teaching through the game that is the beauty somebody has said this way that you know unlike the human mind this is the problem with our studies that mind decides what you should learn what you should not learn it's all done in a classroom setting where you have no clue about what you are reading but you have to read it memorize it because it's important for exams life doesn't follow that way and yoga also doesn't follow that way it is an organic natural growth so in life you get the examination first and the lesson comes later on through that you grow the teaching so here it is this poem the worlds are only a play, play field of thou i and a huge mask of the two one all this world worlds are their play fields so this they are not just there they are in all of us mother at one place in that book supreme where she talks to monada he says but where is where is shubindu she says shubindu and the mother both are here in you so he opens the door and i enter there so what is our role our role is to give consent if we don't give consent and they come inside then the situation is like when mothers enter a child's room who has kept the room very dirty and mother wants to correct and put some order in the child says let this be this is me myself the disorder is the order but one day the child wakes up and he realizes that no i need to put it in order on his own this realization comes and things change 
So this is the world is nothing but a play of them. I am in thee as thou art in me. O love, this is the original replica of original love. All else is a imperfect replica. An imitation, trying to reproduce. What is that love? Soul and nature. They don't leave each other. Remember, you just can't leave it. Even if you try to leave it, she will be there. She will pursue you wherever you go. And even those who leave, she falls on the breast and sleeps. That's how Sri Aurobindo describes in that, um, you know, book 1, Canto 5 of Savitri, that the two are always one. So whatever there may be the quarrel, you can't leave. That's why all this talk, some people want to, they are troubled by their own nature and they think it is circumstances and people and they want to commit suicide. Not realizing that nature will still not leave you because you have been very violent towards nature. She will follow you to the dark passages. She will say, oh, you have been so violent to me. You don't allow me time. You are so impatient. Okay, wait. So what will she do? Take you to the dark world, sunlit world, sunless worlds. Why? Because one has been so violent with nature. So she takes us. Whereas nature needs gentle tending, care. You know, if you understand the relation between soul and nature, one will understand the relation between man and woman. When mother was asked once, what is the basis of the attraction between man and a woman? She said, what is the secret? And she says, the secret of Purusha and Prakriti. If you understand this, you understand. So that patience with which she needs, because she is manifold. She is not like Purusha hanging in the sky and watching all things. She has to work even in the minutest details. So here he is saying, I am in thee as thou art in me. O love, we are closer than heart and breast. From thee I leaped forth, struck to a spirit spark. I mount back in the soul's fire. So it is nature which has brought him out. Ishwari who brought out the soul, Paraprakarti Jeeva Bhuta. From thee I have leaped out. And that's how he says, but since he knows the toil of mind and body and life, as a mother knows and shares her children's lives, she puts forth a being no bigger than the thumb of man into a hidden region of the heart to face the pang and to forget the bliss. So the same Ishwara becomes Anish. That's how in Shri Purana it is described, Shiva says, I don't know who I am. He becomes Anish. So, that's the same. To our motion, the stars whirl in the string of time. Our oneness is nature's rest. The true rest is actually even, see it is so symbolic, applies at so many levels. True rest, when nature and soul are at peace. Otherwise you cannot be rested. Even the sleep is tormented. Why? Because nature is not following the soul's aspiration. There has to be a kind of secret oneness. When light first from the unconscious immense burst to create nebula and sun, it was the meeting of our hands through the empty night that enkindled the fateful blaze. Because the soul plunged into this when light sprang forth. Therefore the, the whole system started. The huge systems abandoned their inner trance and this green crater of life rose that we might look on each other, form on form from the depths of a living gaze. The whole purpose of creation is for the two to once again consciously unite in material frames. It's a long poem, so I'll uh, go toward the end. So what is the future of this great work, great uh, play that has started? 
this place seems to be never ending only there are how many sets we have already played we don't know and only thing is it starts with love all but ends with success and defeat which should not be <laughs> it should end with love all <laughs> but in the it starts with love all then it is i am ahead you are ahead so it carries on for lives and not life millions of years and billions of years and what will when mind pinnacle as a sea with a sea joins or limbs with limbs and as wakings delight with sleeps when mind pinnacle is lost in thy light vast and the man drowns in the white god thy truth shall ungirdle its golden flames and thy diamond whiteness blaze my souls lumine shall discover their joy self they shall clasp all in the near one so this whole journey is to rediscover this oneness why to rediscover because on the basis of multiplicity otherwise oneness of existence of the one and oneness of the multiplicity the delight becomes manifold and by the way we all consented for it huh? it's not got to be blamed uh, don't please say why you started the play we all he called us there was a meeting i can tell you you can recollect actually the moment of the meeting it was taking place at 00000 hours it was neither day nor night we were meeting in a place which was neither space nor time and he said so shall we and we said yes what do you say he said i'll come along oh you'll come along wonderful let's do the bungee jumping <laughs> only when we did the bungee jumping somebody cut the cord <laughs> mother says you see when you read savitri up till the subtle physical everything is beautiful something happens there and who would cut the cord ultimately god decided okay ab we have come so far let's take the extreme plunge and then suddenly the inconscient so what we see now is the the mask of inconscient that's all but inside is the same play step back and you will discover the joy of the play and the sorrow of the heart shall turn to bliss and thy sweetness possess earth's days then shall life by be thy arms drawing thy own clasp to thy breast rapture or calm peace with thy joy for the spirit's immortal flame and thy peace for its deathless base our eyes meeting the long love shut in deep eyes and our beings held fast and one i shall know that the game was well worth the toil whose end is thy divine embrace that's what we see in savitri whose end is thy divine embrace so we must understand one of the biggest problem of human beings two problems one is that they take life too seriously but this statement can be misunderstood okay but this is not mine <laughs> and the mother says also that we have this problem of taking ourselves too seriously so we are you know all the time high strung but if we understand one thing by taking seriously and not seriously it not meant that one becomes flippant and whatever way but to understand that there is behind this creation the divine and he is the real doer if we understand just this much and they are carrying us towards a far predestined ends through all the rise and fall today someone came and i asked so how is it going ah theek hai rise and fall gesture of a wave i said yeah this is a perfect example why as you see whether you rise or fall you are pushing towards the shore ah that is true 
And second is when you rise the ocean impulsion, when you fall back into the ocean. Yes, that is also true. I said enough for today. Counseling session over. But isn't it true? With every rise and fall, you are pushing towards the shore. And at the same time, the rise is because of the ocean floor and the fall is back into the ocean floor. Why do we take it that I am the doer? Oh, it's my name. And I'll tell you, even practitioners of yoga, whatever it is now, you know that video and all this Padma Shri and Padma Bhushan, this is all, this is, this is unyogic to say the least. A yogi lives in that state, you know, Shurabindu, by the way, thankfully got none of these awards, not even the Nobel Prize. And some, his name was recommended. Thank God he didn't get. Otherwise his list will be in the name of Nobel laureates. Why reduce? And especially anyways these prizes, what they mean we know. But the point is we are not the doer. This is the fundamental practice of yoga. So do we take it only that normally we take this attitude. All that is good is God's and all that is bad is mine. That's how Swami Vivekananda put it. That is still Dvaita. What is the real Advaita? One who has shaped this world is ever its Lord. Our errors are his steps upon the way. The ultimate Advaita is, now it's a, these are very subtle truths, so one has to understand this way, that yes, all that is good belongs to God, but my own understanding of good, I am incompetent to even understand. I think it is good, but it may be the surgeon's good who is finishing out the possibility of the butterfly from emerging in the, out of the caterpillar. Second, all that is bad is mine. Well, very often bad is good in the making or a good in the passing or, or something which is going to, once something was good, but it is going to pass away and it persists. So what we have to do is to understand that things are moving along an axis of time. Good and bad are not something fixed like a, you know, you make a column and put good and bad. There is a divine impulsion. So the only thing required is the aspiration. The good should become better and best. And what is what about bad? Bad should also become good, better and best. Whatever that means. It's a constant movement. Instead of labeling, fixing, finishing things. And once we have the aspiration, anyways it will be in that direction. The difference is without aspiration, it will take a hundred years. Sorry, hundred lives. Maybe a few lives. With aspiration and faith, it will be done in a few months, few years. That is the difference. All that the divine grace asks is this collaboration. At one place, Mother puts it even more simpler. See, all that I need is in your hearts to say a yes. What is that yes? The aspiration and faith. Yes, Mother, I want the new creation. Otherwise, the old creation will also ultimately move there. It's inevitable in the very logic of things. But it will take a long path, suffering, pain. No sensible person should want it. But sensible people are very few in the world. So people want to go that route. It's okay. Still she will take us. Why? Because, and with that poem we can stop. Why? Because she is the mother. So we see that this entire, from 1914, from the time mother comes, we see the birth of Arya, which we'll talk about maybe next class. And then she goes, she comes back and then she starts taking upon herself the burden of the disciples, impelled by divine love and divine service. And then 1926, Sri hands over the entire journey and entire responsibility to her. Between 1920 October 
and 1926 December there are no existing diary notes either they were of a very intensely personal nature or else they were not needed some other kind of work was going on 1920 November the mother shifted into the you know officially which was part of the ashram not ashram was not there but a building which was taken up by the by shurbindo in his name i think it was raghavan house but and from november 24th when she has shifted to that building till november 1926 we know things happen after 1926 24th november the siddhi day from december shurbindo starts the diary notes and they all end up in october 1927 the mother is in the forefront then all that the yoga was open to the mother turn to the mother receive the mother and he makes it so simple at one place he says remember that the mother loves you base your life on this one single truth sir have you mistaken we love the mother no 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 you can't love the mother mother loves you just imagine just remember this and the rest will be done and that is what there's a poem we'll stop with that what is the hope people often ask why because they don't know the mother that's why they ask at one time even with regard to reference to the ashram people were asking all kinds of things happen everywhere like any other any organizations have their own issues so they asked uh, but do you think which way things will go i said very simple it is the mother's creation don't try to understand it by the mind why she does what she does what happens is beyond the human comprehension you can't put it into slots it is the there is a constant pressure to grow and as long there is one person with faith and aspiration it will as long as the supramental creation has not manifested it is bound to be a tremendous uh, i i mean to say the minimum help to everyone who is an aspirant i am not speaking of the organizational aspect whether you are in the institution as an enrolled inmate or not that is not institutions are like outer frames are bound to change that is a part of the evolutionary journey but it's inner truth what was the basis on which the ashram started what really is the ashram shobindu says that you know people started and they started gathering around him at first a few then people would sometimes take all the way this is written in one of the letters uh, shobindu write that they are coming from all over some of them are because he was staying on the first floor and he wouldn't see so people were climbing to have a peep from the window that was the state they have a peep from the window to just take an audience and why he knew i am applying to the share market please you have the trikala drishti we have heard that was happening <laughs> human nature human beings are human beings so wherever they were genuine he was always admitted so this continued then people started gathering because you know wherever there is the lotus bound to be discovered even if you are in the mud and the mire and so they started coming shobindo describes how the ashram was formed he says there was no intention or plan ever of having an ashram and the word was used only for want of a better word and why ashram comes from the root shram it is a labor of a different kind so how did the ashram start neither willed nor planned people came and they wanted mother to take complete you know to depend completely on mother and shirbindo so they just took charge they said okay 
they want to live here and practice the yoga so they started it was very spontaneous organic natural it was not like you know okay i am going to like mental creations you will see people raise money because they want to form an ashram build an ashram so first they build a structure material structure isn't it then they make everything then some people will go and start living there have you realized this is artificial way of creating it is never that's never how life operates how does life operate seed is put inside a womb of darkness and then it blossoms through all the challenges so the seed was put shurbindo comes the mother come in a shamshan bhumi and today that shamshan bhumi is a tourist hub world over you will not find a place pondicherry tourism has not paid me any money to advertise but actually you won't find a place which is as cosmopolitan both horizontally and vertically as pondicherry nowhere in the world you will find and truly just an education even at the most material level again i have not been to the places but i believe all kinds of cuisines are here all kinds of human beings with all kinds of languages if somebody would make a study of the number of languages spoken just in pondicherry it is amazing so started with a samshan bhumi see this is how creations are made they are not made like okay we'll buy a plot we'll build a place and now you know we'll have i have seen such places also they count for nothing they have a building which is empty and hollow but this is how it sprang and what really um, initiated the process how shurbindo introduced the mother to everybody we all know the first book that came out in 1927 is the mother here in one small poem and the poem's name is the mother of god people often ask no how did god how was god born no it's it's really this you see it's very interesting in the name itself it's implicit what do you call god in uh, normal sanskrit which is so paramatma parameshwara he is ishwara is ashwarya power effulgence all that splendor highest splendor highest power paramatma the you know the highest soul the supreme soul where did it come from now the moment you say aditi infinite consciousness you see infinity there can be nothing beyond infinite so it is inbuilt it is the infinite consciousness infinite force to which you can give any number of names and no name yet that is the origin of all things so she is the mother of god this is what she been the rights even in the mother even the sachidananda is because of her the womb of all things even in the rigveda that story um uh, story means that 10th mandala where there is a state which is beyond day and night gods are not there being non being nothing how does it start it says there was an impulsion some would call it desire some would call it will where did that impulsion come from that is the divine mother that star a conscious and eternal power is here behind unhappiness and mortal birth he is not denying there is unhappiness there is mortality and the mortal birth and the error of thought and blundering trudge of time the mother of god his sister and his spouse there are interesting stories in the purana to that effect why sister because they are one twins two in one why spouse 
बिकॉज द ईश्वर आइडिएटिव ईश्वरी सी कंसीव्स एंड देन गिव्स फॉर्म टू ऑल दैट शी कंसीव शी इज द वन हू रिसीव दैट आइडिया ट्रूथ एंड देन शी गिव्स बर्थ विदाउट हिम आई एग्जिस्ट नॉट विदाउट मी ही इज अनमेनिफेस्ट सो एट वंस दैट्स वाई वेन somebody would ask mother dilip kumar roy mother i have heard you and shurbindu are very good friends now you know she will reply depending on the state of consciousness so she said you know shurbindu calls me mother shurbindu would always address her as mother she is at once the mother sister and spouse all these it is our human mind that understands a very limited meaning from all the all these terms because human mind puts everything in slots that is the problem of the human mind not of the divine daughter of his wisdom of his strength the mate she has leaped from the transcendence secret breast to build a rainbow worlds of mind and life all that she knows is the command to create and she creates infinitely why because she is infinite how can there be a limited creation that's why you see one of the big problems between a what shall i say the masculine and the feminine is masculine buys a house everything and then he expects two three plates khane peene ka jo bhi but the feminine energy will fill it with things when man will say it's not necessary no 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 it's not about necessary what if some guest come what if this comes and the place will very soon become full because that is the inevitable way the feminine energy works it's not about they are two very different the conception of the masculine conception of his house is a place where you stay you eat you sleep you rest relax but the feminine must fill it with beauty and splendor so she says the rainbow worlds of mind and life between the superconscient absolute light and the inconscience vast unthinking toil in the rolling and routine of matter sleep and the somnambulist motion of the stars she forces on the cold unwilling void so right from the base till there all the steps she has created because only step by step the soul can climb who is hidden in a heart the ishwara has become a little baby balaka you know that story of shivpuran where shiva becomes what is that avatar m it starts with anyways he becomes a baby and he is in that state and the divine mother carries him to his breast so ishwara has become a teeny weeny little soul spark she also says okay he can't touch me so i must become nature limited nature material nature and then carries step by step all the steps she has already built for the child to climb she forces on the cold unwilling void her adventure of life the passionate dreams of her heart all that we dream distorted though they are though we do not understand how to fulfill them we don't even understand their real meaning are dreams implanted by the divine but in the heart they get distorted after all at the bottom what are these dreams of a perfect creation perfect life terrestrial perfection amid the work of darker powers she is here even where there are you see there are stories where goddess lakshmi is caught by the you know dark powers and she is there and if you read the mythology you say how can it be it is not how can it be she has deliberately gone there to convert 
Same thing with story of Sita goes to Ravana's place. So she has come amid the darker powers. She is here to heal the evils and mistakes of space because she knows when creation has started there will be errors. It's a not a simple journey. So she follows that the entire thing about the Kundalini and you know the Navdurga awakening from the material level, going to Shiva, carrying creation. And change the tragedy of the ignorant world into a divine comedy of joy. And the laughter and the rapture of God's bliss. This is what she wants to create. And the path to the blissful cannot be with a sullen, sunken, sorrowful face. It has to be a path to the anandame, delight. That's what she wants to create. The mother of God is mother of our souls. We are the partners of his birth in time. He is born in time as the avatar and takes the journey and we are born as souls which follow the lead of the avatar. Inheritors, we share his eternity. So, with this poem we will stop. I will read once again. The mother of God, a conscious and eternal power is here. Behind unhappiness and mortal birth and the error of thought and blundering trudge of time, the mother of God, his sister and his spouse, daughter of his wisdom, of his strength the mate, she has leaped from the transcendent secret breast to build a rainbow worlds of mind and life. Look at daughter of wisdom, strength the mate, that's why people would say there are only two persons who have perfectly surrendered in the ashram. The mother to Shurbindo and Shurbindo to the mother. Whatever Shurbindo would say, that was for mother the final word. And if Shurbindo said something which the, the mother in her own wisdom has said something which is slightly different. And when Shurbindo would be told but the mother has said, oh then that is the word, final word. The mother is the final authority. There is a very interesting experience of this. Of Because she is manifesting in time. That is the beauty. So, so that to avoid misunderstanding. When Chotnarayanji wrote a, wanted to write a biography of Shirobindo. And he wrote and it was sent to Shirobindo. So I, I forget who had taken it but. It came back and the person said, Shurabindu kept his Himalayan silence. So he took it that it is not to be written. He kept it aside. Then after a couple of decades, in 60s, again this matter came up. Why don't you write? He said, no, Shurabindu has refused. So there is no question of my writing it again. And then he sees in the dream, Shurabindu is present and there is soup which he takes to Shurabindu. And Shurabindu says, give it to everybody. And he says, but you have to make it prashad. Now, when this matter was told to mother, mother said, yes, he should write it. That was the... And he is in a, you know, dilemma. How can Shurabindu say no? And the mother is saying yes. So he was caught in a dilemma. That night he has the dream. And then Shurabindu dips his toe, takes a little in his finger and tastes it. And then he says, distribute it now. Very clearly giving the indication that this is a prashad now.
You see, these are two books, three books on Shurabindo's life, which are directly touched by the mother and Shurabindo. One is Shurabindo's life unique by Rishabh Chand. Mother had asked him to write it. The second one is Adventure of Consciousness by Satprem, written largely for the Western audience. And the mother says, Shurabindo is standing behind, he is inspiring you. And the third one is Chotnaranji's Hindi biography of Shurabindo. If anyone wants to read this amazing book, it's class apart because Shurabindo has made it a prashad. So you see, it may look like Shurabindo said no and the mother said yes, but it's, it's like the manifestation in time. That's what is given to her. What is now? No, may turn yes the next moment. That is the beauty of mother's working. She is not bound or fixed by any rule. So, between the superconscient absolute light and the inconscient's vast unthinking toil, in the rolling and routine of matter's sleep and the somnambulist motion of the stars, she forces on the cold, unwilling void. Her adventure of life, the passionate dreams of her heart, amid the work of darker powers, she is here. To heal the evils and mistakes of space and change the tragedy of the ignorant world into a divine comedy of joy. And the laughter and the rapture of God's bliss. The mother of God is mother of our souls. What more does one need? We are the partners of his birth in time. Inheritors, we share his eternity. Turn to the mother is what he said after all those years of all the sadhana. To the sadhaks he simply said, turn to the mother, open to the mother. And at the end he says, all who are turned to the mother are doing this yoga. Namaste.